0: It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading. Now.
1: And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. In May, all licensed child care providers in Georgia were invited to apply for stable short term assistance benefit for licensed entities. Now, this was the first round of payments from the $144 million Georgia received under the Federal CARES Act. And 3,789 providers received more than $38.8 million in financial support. Well, now it's time for round two. And how do you apply and what can the money pay for? Commissioner, today we'll cover those questions and more.
0: Absolutely. It is time for Stable Round 2, which we committed to uh, back in May, and um, we have a very similar plan uh, for Round 2 as we do for Round 1 because it was um, received very well by child care providers.
1: Yeah, the feedback was great, and we know folks are interested in Round 2, so joining us to talk about Stable is Woody Dover, Enterprise Project Management Director here at DeCal. Woody, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Hey, how are y'all? It's great to be back.
1: You are one of our most popular guests because every time it seems you're on, we're talking about money. Let's just be honest how How does that make you feel?
2: <laughs> it feels great. i mean honestly the it was the first round was a great experience from that perspective, just being able to um, really assist providers and help them through the process and knowing that um, this was doing a lot of good for them.
1: yeah. So it's it exciting to have that
2: role, sorry. Yeah, oh,
1: it's a great role, no, and, and uh, you do a, an excellent job of it. A fairly new role, actually. Um, you've been in uh, in our finance department for several years now, but uh, this role was kind of developed because we do have so many of these grants and programs, right?
2: That's right, yeah. I started out with DECAL in the finance area, um, overseeing our budget, and um, about just about two years ago, almost two years ago, I, I kind of was came into this role uh, for doing special projects um, for the agency as well as um, the co-CCDF administration role as well. So it's uh, it's been a great um, opportunity and I really like the challenge of it day-to-day.
1: You know accountability is something that's so important to us at DECAL and transparency and your role really helps us in that area to make sure that the funds we receive are, are handled uh, accordingly. Of course we've got um, Uh, other divisions that play an important part in that as well. But when we have a major project like this, it's good to know Woody uh, is here. Let's back up a little bit, talk about stable round one from back in May. We mentioned 3,789 providers, $38.8 million. That's very impressive. How did that go overall? I think overall, it went excellent.
2: Um, we had 85% of our licensed childcare providers received a payment through that process. Um, and, and which is, I mean, really significant that so many uh, were able to access that, those dollars. Um, and, and more importantly, we were able to get the money out the door really fast. Um, approximately, let's see, 80% of the $38 million was out the door and deposited to providers within 15 days. And then within 45 days, 95% of the money was out the door and deposited to providers. So I think overall it went really well. Um, It was a pretty efficient process. Uh, We stood the application up very quickly once the money had been allocated and um, to the state. And like I said, when you can get the money out the door to most providers and in their bank accounts, they can use it within 45 days. That's, that's pretty tremendous in my opinion.
0: Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, that was pretty impressive you know, in comparison to Chick-fil-A. Everybody thinks Chick-fil-A has the best uh, process. <laughs> let's, let's add decal to that mix. Um, so we worked with the Carl Vinson Institute at the University of Georgia to do a survey of stable applicants and recipients. Um, really just wanting to know, um, how it all went and what they used the money for. But what was the overall feedback from that, Woody?
2: It was overwhelmingly positive. I think um, the biggest takeaways. I mean, 96% of providers who responded said that the process was easy or very easy. So, I mean, I think that's the kind of feedback we would want to have in everything we do. So, I mean, I think it was overwhelmingly great. Um, And uh, hopefully, you know, the next round can go just as as swimmingly.
1: You know it's hard to believe this thing has been going on since March, and I know that um, you go back and you listen to some of our earlier podcasts when we were communicating things about covid nineteen and the response for child care providers and all of that, and you can hear the optimism in our voices at that time, <laughs> we would say things like, "Well, maybe this will only uh, be lasting for a, a few weeks or or at worst a few months and now here we are, you know in November, still dealing with this, so it's pretty. Pretty amazing. Um, From that first round of funding, though, what kinds of things were providers needing uh, following the impact of COVID-19?
2: Yeah. I mean, providers were really, we're really obviously struggling and looking for several things, but I mean, they they clearly needed funding. I mean, I think in absence of enrollment and and children in attendance. So obviously their revenues were down. So funding was, was, was paramount to them. Um, And I think specifically, it came down to funding for things that helped them operate in this new environment. So whether it's supplies, the materials related to, um, you know, health and safety to make sure that they're able to address some of the issues related to COVID. Um, but also providers needed to upgrade their facilities in many ways in order to accommodate some of those changes. So whether it was, um, limiting groups or making drop off and pickup, uh, safer and, and more careful. I mean, I think we had a lot of providers that respond that that's how they used their funding. Um, and, and, and I know it was talking specifically to providers, it was really about you know what types of things could they do and, and invest the money in that would address a lot of issues related to operating in this new environment related to COVID.
0: Now we're getting ready for round two, uh, starting on November 16th, and the qualifications are similar, but there are a few differences. So what are the qualifications this time around?
2: Yeah, it's really, it's more or less a provider needs to be licensed and then they need to be open and operating. Uh, that's, that's really it. Um, trying to make it as simple as possible for providers. But I think the the need this time was really, we need to focus on providers who were open and keeping them open.
0: And well, right things now, have changed so much since the first round. Back in the first round, right. uh, I, and I don't remember in May exactly, but it was probably around only 30 or 40% of providers were open. Um, And now, thankfully, and I'm hoping maybe due in part to stable round one, we're seeing over 75% of providers are open. And so, and that's what we want to see. We want them to survive. And so we did make that decision um, that providers would need to be open in order to receive stable round two.
1: And we have seen that number increase since we've announced. uh, I mean, just overall, we've seen the number gradually and continuing to increase, but um, has the announcement of round two uh, helped at all, do you think? With providers yeah, I haven't saying, I compared can
0: it, in. probably. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. And I, I think it's largely because they, they know they've got uh, an opportunity and maybe they weren't looking that positive, but now this gives them a little ray of hope, you know, so uh, that's good to know. Um, Woody, how much will providers actually receive from stable round two? Well, I mean, we we're hoping to
2: fund 55 million dollars worth of payments uh, i think that's you know clearly uh it's larger than the first round and so we really want to get that amount of money out the door if at all possible so um and i think one of the biggest changes we're making is just there's going to be a minimum payment for providers so while i can't i don't know what each individual provider will get i mean at a very at a bare minimum those that apply will get a, about two thousand dollars which is a higher floor to the payments than was there in the first round
0: Mm-hmm. And what about the application? What does it include? It's very simple. Um, we tried to, we, you did that intentionally, um, but what does it include exactly?
2: Yeah, it's extremely, it's extremely simple. Uh, providers will go into their Decal Koala account, and once they hit the supply, the apply button, they'll go into the application. And the application, they will um, give us attendance information. When this time uh, we're asking for attendance related to the month of October, they'll enter that attendance uh, by age group and by the and, and also if they have and by the programs too like so if they have caps they'll enter the children by age in the caps program uh if they're in pre-k or that and then they'll it'll give up it'll tabulate a private attendance amount and gives us an idea of, of, of what attendance looks like statewide but that's more or less it and then the next step is, is even simpler it's they'll just allocate uh, based on a the percentage, th- their total funding that they were get. So it has to equal 100%, but they were allocated across categories like staffing, uh, facilities, supplies. And then it's the exact same categories we had there in round one.
1: And it may be too soon to really ask this question, but I know we've announced it publicly, and uh, you're in the midst of uh, doing some webinars with providers and that kind of thing. What kind of response uh, do you anticipate uh, with round two?
2: I'm, I'm anticipating a, a larger response than round one, I think, um, relatively speaking, um, once again, we, you know, if it's for open providers, we know that, um, you know, it, probably close to 75% or more providers are open currently. Uh, I think that we might have it be, it might not be higher, but I think relative to that amount, I think I would, I can't imagine the provider being open and not applying. So I think for those open providers, I, I would hope that we'll get like a 90% response rate as I'm hoping for, um, but we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns right now, so we'll just have to wait and see what the, what the uh, final numbers look like. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Woody, we know that a stable round two applications open on November 16th for providers. What is the deadline to apply?
2: The deadline to apply is December 2nd at 6 p.m.
0: I think that 6 p.m. part is important because a lot of folks might yeah. think it's midnight. That's right. <laughs> 6 p.m. on December 2nd.
2: 6 p.m., that's correct. The one difference about this app, the application this time versus last time is that we won't process the applications until after the close date. And providers will actually be able to go in and edit and update their application up until that time. So um, I think that's a one lesson learned from the prior um, thing was that we needed to make the application editable and providers to update it in case they didn't get it correct the first time or needed to make a change. So um, I think one really good update is that Providers will be able to have the entire application period to get their application right. And then when it closes, we'll be able to process them appropriately at that time.
1: So what do you've set a high bar with this 15 days from before? So if the deadline is 6 PM, December 2nd, let me ask the obvious question. When can providers anticipate receiving their money?
2: Well, given, given the lift from the round from round one. So one of the biggest lifts from round one was that we needed to, have roughly a thousand providers do some extra steps to get the funding, and so now, you know, eighty-five percent of our providers who got paid are ready to get paid within a couple of weeks. So uh, ideally, they will all, if they if they got paid in Realm Run, they'll most likely get paid before the end of the, of December. Um, so I think we'll be able to get the money out the door in a in a quicker time frame than than before, which I think is a it's a it is going to be great. Hmm.
0: So we have sent letters and news releases announcing round two, and I know, Woody, you have been on many webinars with more to come. Um, what kinds of questions are you getting at this point?
2: Um, you know, the, the questions are really just want to make sure that people that know it's coming. I, I there hasn't been a lot of uh, more specific questions. I think just providers, those that are open are, are really eager for additional funding. I think given the fact that attendance and enrollments are down across the board, even with the number of providers open, is, is they need support uh, coming into this to the time period we are. So, I mean, I think the, the sooner we can get these applications in and, and, and the payments out the door, I think we'll, um, we'll be doing a great service to those providers and helping
1: them when they need it most. So throughout the COVID-19 crisis, Governor Kemp has allowed licensed child care to remain open to serve children and families. However, with more families staying at home, a child care attendance significantly declined, except for children of first responders and essential workers. And we kind of covered this before, but let's remind everybody, how many child care providers are open and serving children and families now in Georgia?
2: It's based on how what they tell us. So um, we have some new rules requiring them to tell us how they're operating relative to, to COVID and other other things. So it's, um, it's up to them to a- accurately tell us how, what their operating status is. But as of right now, we think it's in the realm of 75 to 80% are open and operating.
1: That's great. And we were as low as I think 30% um, at the start of the uh, public health emergency. Um, so we're definitely seeing a lot of progress here. Um, once again, stable round two starts November 16th. Put that on your calendar if you're a, a licensed childcare provider here in Georgia. Again, it runs through 6 p.m., on December 2nd and woody providers just apply through the koala website is that correct
2: yeah that's right everybody so all licensed providers have an account through our decal koala account so they just log in and and apply it's right there
1: you can't miss it and what's the best way we don't want to uh inundate you and and uh I'm going to say your team with uh, <laughs> with too many questions or or what? Now, what's the best way to to reach out if someone does have a question that we haven't covered today, or maybe in the webinar?
2: Yeah, the the very best way to uh, reach out is through our email inbox for stable. That's stable s t a b l e at decal.ga.gov.
1: All right, and we will get right back with you with the information. We know this is important. Uh, particularly here at the end of the year, of the, um, the calendar uh, year, and uh, the holidays upon us. So uh, we're trying to get the word out, and uh, definitely if you're a provider and you know of other providers who may not know about this, now we have communicated through emails, news releases, other ways, obviously this podcast, but please share this podcast uh, with your friends in the child care industry and uh, help us get the word out. That's uh, another important part uh, of this. Woody, um, what can we say? Thank you for what you're doing and uh, good luck as we uh, enter into round two um, of um, of STABLE starting November 16th. And I hope you get some sleep uh, in between those dates. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi,
1: Commissioner Jacobs. This is Allison Sutterland with the georgia head start collaboration office at decal i was just thinking about the pandemic and when it started um, so many of our child care programs were
0: closing do you know how many are open now and serving children and families thanks well thank you allison a great question and a number that we um watch really on a daily basis so you're right back in March only about thirty percent were open, and um, thankfully we're seeing upwards of seventy-five percent of childcare programs being open um, right now. And we've uh, we continue to see a slight increase uh, on a regular basis. So we're hoping that we'll get close to one hundred percent very soon.
1: Time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers received. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question What is the deadline for applying for round two of stable? What is the deadline for applying for round two of stable? Send your answer to decal download at decal.ga.gov. We'll put all the correct answers together. Draw out one name and you will win a nice prize. Thanks for playing and good luck.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at commjacobs.